Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Brandon Eastman, who is a performance coach. So, Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Tim. How are you, my friend? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with just telling us a little bit about yourself and some of the things you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Ooh, yeah, great way to start. So I started in the world of sales when I was 18 years old, and I quickly became a top performer, started doing very well for myself. I never realized the amount of money you could actually earn in sales. But I got to the point where I was in sales for three years. I wasn't making any forward momentum in any area of my life except for money. And I was doing very well financially, but the other areas of my life kind of took a backseat at the same time. I was very overweight. I had uh, hardly any strong relationships in my life. I was just focused on making money, making money, making money. And it really caused a lot of pain for me at that point in my life, emotionally, uh, physically, and practically every area except for money. So I discovered the world of personal development. I had a mentor who took me under his wing. Within the next six months to a year, I changed my life. And now my mission is to help other people to change their life in similar ways to how I was able to transform mine. And it's resulted in Be Better Industries, which is my business to this day. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love that. And when you're not radically changing people's lives and Be Better Industries, (laughs) what are you doing on some of your like leisurely activities? Yeah, I'm playing guitar. I've been playing guitar since I was 15. I started with electric guitar because I used to love rock and roll. And I recently, well, probably within the last four years or so, transitioned to acoustic guitar. So I like to play some guitar and, you know, play some oldies. Usually 20 minutes a day, I'll spend some time playing guitar. It's either that or reading is really my two leisurely activities. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit more about Be Better Industries and how exactly you help people. Is it one-on-one? Is it group? Just give us a little deep dive into that. Yeah, sure. So I was heavily impacted by video content. So when I was first introduced to the world of personal development, I was introduced to people like I'm sure you've heard of Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Gary Vaynerchuk, and I started diving into their content. And I started to realize I've never actually been introduced to ideas like these before. This is like completely foreign concepts, this idea that you can better yourself and you just have to have goals. You have to have a focus. You have to have a vision. So personally, I wanted to give back in the same way that I was able to transform myself. So I started my YouTube channel last year, and that was like the first step in this journey, in this business journey. And our YouTube channel began to grow. We started to reach more people. At that point, I wrote my book. So we've got a YouTube channel. I've got my book, Be Extraordinary. We've got my podcast, The Be Better Broadcast. And I've also got group programs. We've got courses that you can go through on your own. We really try to encompass whatever learning style best fits the person that we're we're working with at that time. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love that. And is there an individual one-on-one coaching component? Or is yeah. that mainly like, oh, awesome. awesome. Yeah, there's you definitely one on one. It's, 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 I have some ongoing clients, but generally we, it's a six week program where we work together, we create a goal. You know, we really underestimate what we can get done in a short amount of time, man. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I've got this long term goal to do this. But then I ask them, what if you could do it in six weeks? What if you could build more momentum in the next six weeks than you could in, in, in six months doing it on your own? And they're like, well, how do we do that? And, that's why we take a giant goal, we compress it, we create action steps, and we go from where they are now to where they want to be in a lot shorter of a time than they might have thought possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Elon Musk, or one of these successful people said something about take your 10 year goals, try and do it in six months. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> and he was like, you'll probably fail, but you'll be a whole hell of a lot further. <laughs> absolutely. Shoot for I think the, the quote is like, shoot for the stars, even if you miss, you'll still land amongst uh, you'll still land by the moon or maybe the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Well, tell us about a bit about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? You know, I think my biggest motivation and what truly brings me the most joy is working with groups of people. 
And I know it keeps going back to the business side, but really my life is really heavily focused around my purpose. And I found that I'm happiest when I'm doing the things that fit into my purpose. And I believe that every single person listening has a purpose, that thing that they do that feeds them, it gives them energy while giving back to other people as well. But I think what really gives me the most energy is spending time with family, spending time with friends, helping friends make progress. But it, it's really working with clients and actually seeing them make measurable progress in their lives. I think right now my my top priority is always family. And I think it's important that we prioritize what's most important. But right after that is health and then business. And business comes down to making a difference for other people. So what feeds me is being able to take a look at how I've been able to help people, the incredible people that I've met from speaking to them on the podcast, from being on podcasts like this, and really just seeing how people grow and helping people to make that difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Tell us a little bit about finding that purpose, how you found it, and some tips you would give other people to really find their purpose if they're just kind of lost in life right now. You know, like, I hear a lot of people say that, you know, if you don't know what you want to do, try a bunch of different things. And I actually, I agree with that half-heartedly. I didn't have like a goal to find my purpose. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are asking themselves, well, what is my purpose? And there's different exercises you can go through and we can even, you know, go through one quickly here. But I found my purpose on accident. I started taking control of the other areas of my life. Like we talked about at the beginning, I started to go to the gym. I started to work on myself. I started to become a leader of myself, which transitioned to me then moving up in the sales company I worked for and training other people. And I stumbled across my purpose once I started training groups of salespeople. And I started to help them make more money. I trained them and I worked for Verizon Wireless to give you a little bit of background here. I trained them on how to sell phones, how to speak to customers, how to go through the sales process like you and I were talking about before we recorded. But I found that the greatest feeling for me and also the greatest response from them was when we went into their personal lives. And when we talked about what do you think is the number one thing holding you back right now? you know, how would you rate your health on a scale of one to 10? How is that impacting your performance in business? How would you rate your relationships on a scale of one to 10? Tell me where you are emotionally. It was those things and diving into people's goals, diving into their dreams, diving into their vision, which is the whole idea behind your podcast really made the most difference. And I said to myself, I really enjoy doing this. I really enjoy speaking with groups of people. Maybe I should do more of this. And it really is that easy, man. I found that most people's purpose directly relates to giving back to other people. It directly relates to helping other people. And if you can find something that you enjoy, and also it, it's awesome if that same thing makes you money at the same time, if you can find that thing, living your purpose really just comes down to finding that and doing that as often as you possibly can. And if you can do that, you'll feel good every single day if you're able to to take one action step each day that's congruent with what it is that you identify your purpose as. But to answer your question, usually it has to do with identifying somebody's personal gifts, their personal skills that they were born with that they've always been good at. For me, I've always been a teacher. I've always been the, I used to get home from school and I used to run up the stairs and I used to like go right over to my dad and start teaching my dad what I taught in school that day. And he always gave me the time of day. He always listened to me. And by teaching him exactly what I learned in school that day, I got better and better and better at teaching, at influencing people, at getting people's attention. So I took that and I combined that with sales and through the process, I discovered what it is that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. And so because I recently had Alan Lazarus on the podcast, Next Level You podcast. And he asked me what my superpower was in a conversation after that. And I couldn't answer that question. So for those people out there who are like, I don't know my superpower, much like myself, what would you say to them? I would ask them to ask their friends, hey, what is it that you think I'm good at? What is it about me that you find is special? Go to people in the company that you work for, trusted people, you know, not people who are probably talking smack about you behind your back, right? You want to go to people who are your friends, people who you look up to and ask them and say, hey, you don't have to tell me now, although I guarantee they'll know the answer right now. You don't have to tell me now, but what is it about me that you believe 
I do better than most people. What is it about me that you believe I shine in? What is it about me that sets me apart from the rest? And we're often unable to be introspective enough to see what it is about ourselves that is unique. However, other people are able to look at us from the outside in and tell us exactly what it is about us. And then when it comes to your superpower, ask yourself, what have you always been great at since a young age? Like we just talked about, like, I believe that, and, and I don't necessarily completely believe in fate. I believe that things happen for a reason, but I do believe each of us has a very unique skill set. And it might've been something that you became good at. You might've went to school for this thing. You might have just become great at this thing through necessity, maybe in your childhood, if you had to, based on your living situation. But we've all got that one thing that we're, we're really good at. And in today's world, it's really important that you determine what that one thing is. Find a group of people who need that one thing and just share, 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 give, give, give to that group of people with that one thing that you're great at that other people wouldn't even be able to come close to. But sometimes it requires asking other people for their feedback on what that one thing is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Both asking other people and then kind of doing some introspection through your childhood of what you have been good at always and naturally did always. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, now we're going to jump into your dreams and goals. Cool. So tell us a little bit about your vision for both your life and Be Better Industries. So my mission is to positively impact as many people as possible to help them transform their life. And my goal, like when I think about like, what is my long-term goal? What is my long-term vision? I want to host giant events. I want to do one of two things. I want to host giant events with thousands of people. I just love the energy of being around people. I love the idea of people coming together to improve themselves. Like, have you ever been to like a giant seminar with thousands of people? Have you ever been to something like that? I haven't been to the giant, giant ones, but I've been to some that were smaller scale. I'm an introvert, so. <laughs> All right. No. I, and you know, that's funny you say that because I'm an introvert too. But even as an introvert, I believe that there are things that involve other people that still give us energy. Like, are you a sports guy? I like playing. I'm not. I'm not. So, so I, oh, so you like playing them, but you're not necessarily going to the giant events and the giant games. Uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. But I found that that's relatable for a lot of people, but I love the energy of people coming together with a common goal of, I want to get better. I want to improve. And when you have that many people in one room, there's just, it's like an avalanche of energy. It's an avalanche of positive vibes. And I want to host events with thousands of people with many different speakers and trainers coming in where we just come together. We focus on living an extraordinary life in the different areas of life, like your emotions, your physical body, your finances, spirituality. And I just want to host like a several day giant event. And I want to do many of those each year because that is truly like what feeds me, what feeds my energy. I want to write more books. Like I already have so many different ideas that I want to put into a book, but I don't just want to write to write. I want to write when I actually have like a real message to share that's different than the message I shared last time, like my first book. And I also want to do more intimate events with other people who have a message to share. I believe that we all have a way that we want to give back, just like we were talking about with purpose. And we're in a world now with Facebook and YouTube and social media where we're all in a position to reach a ton of people to help to make a difference. You know, do you follow Gary V? Oh, yeah. Okay. Gary V says he believes if you have something to share, even if it's just a positive message, he believes it's your duty to share that message. And with a smartphone, like you can literally go to your camera and hit record and share your thoughts. You can document your own journey like he talks about a lot. And other people will watch that and other people will get inspired. And we're in a world where anyone can be a quote unquote motivational speaker. Anyone can be an inspiration to other people. And I think what most people will find is once they start documenting their journey, once they start getting real, once they start sharing their challenges, their obstacles that they want to overcome, it's going to bring up that it's going to fill them with light. It's going to fill them with a great feeling. So you asked, how can we find our purpose? This is one way. Start documenting your journey. Start impacting other people. You're probably already making a difference in other people. What if you can make a difference on even more people? And one thing I want to do is I want to get people together who have a mission to do that, an idea they want to share, a product or a service they want to sell, something they want to do to impact other people. And I want to bring them together and do some type of resort 
retreat. I love going to inclusive resorts because it's just easy. You go there, you got the restaurants, you got the drinks, you got the beach, whatever kind of resort you might go to. And I want to get like 20 people together, bring them together for a week. Every day for the morning, we get together and we talk about how to reach more people, how to get your services and your products and your message out to the world. And then for the rest of the day, we just have fun. We go on excursions. We have a good time at the resort. And uh, when it comes to these visions, I don't know exactly how I'm going to make them happen. I'm making steps slowly, but surely, but it's not always about how you're going to make it happen. It's all about knowing what you want and knowing why it is you want to make that a reality. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And so with these, with these smaller intimate groups at resorts, would it be more like a mastermind where you guys kind of do it with the same people every year? Or would it be a bunch of like different groups of people, different individual masterminds that are kind of like one-offs? Now you're making me think. I would love to do both, preferably. Both would be really cool. I have a mastermind right now with a lot of salespeople who uh, are currently with companies. There's a few coaches in the mastermind, but it would be super cool to bring everybody together once a year in that type of setting to just have a great time, you know, see each other in person because we're so virtual now that we like, I talk, some of my closest friends now over the last year or two, I've never actually met in person, but it feels like I know them just because of this world of Zoom and and uh, the way that the world's transitioned. But I would love to do a mastermind like that, but I would also love to bring in different people and have a set program to go from A to Z. This is where you are. This is where you want to be. Let's get you there in the course of a week together in a lot quicker of a time than you might've thought possible on your own. Yeah. Yeah. And how frequently do you see yourself doing this? Like, is this a once a month, once every two weeks type of thing, once every quarter? I think once a quarter would be awesome. Once a quarter would be super cool. One giant event each quarter one resort retreat each quarter. I think that along with writing books, creating content, sharing my message that way, I think that that would be a pretty incredible life, man. It would be. <laughs> yeah, that would be epic. Well, awesome, man. When's, uh, when's the first one? Or have you had them already? Yeah. So I, I actually have virtual masterminds right now. And I have a friend who I met, his name is Simon Town. I think he would actually be awesome for your show. I think he's one of the most interesting people I've ever met. I call him the Elon Musk of networking. He's just, he's like, he's a genius and he's different than he, I'm sure you've talked to geniuses before, right? They stand apart. They're just interesting people. And uh, I'm sure he'll watch this because I'll share the link. So Simon, hope you're doing great brother. But he said to me, he's like this networking genius. And he's like, well, Brandon, it's funny that you want to do that because I know a bunch of people who actually work in resorts and who create retreats like this. And really, man, I think if that tells you anything, it tells you that you might only be one person away from realizing your vision entirely. So I've been thinking about that. And, you know, I've been thinking this entire time that this vision of these giant events and this mastermind idea of the retreat is something that's like 10 years away. But sometimes we fail to even follow our own advice. And I might even be a lot sooner to getting to that than I might think. So I like these questions because you're actually making me think bigger than I think. So so I, I appreciate that actually, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to your uh, really massive event that's happening in June of 2022. Damn, man. <laughs> you're, now you're putting pressure on me. I love it. <laughs> You'll be invited. <laughs> thank you. Thank I'll you. reach yeah. out to you. Awesome. Well, it's funny that you mentioned your friend. What was his name again? Simon Town. It's funny that you mentioned Simon because one of our next questions is if there were one or two people or types of people that you could meet that would really help you take the next step towards hosting those big events, hosting those really intimate uh, masterminds, who would they be and how would they do it? Um, And this could be anyone that I could meet if I chose to. Anybody that you could meet or a type of person. doesn't have to be a specific named person. A type of person would be great too. I love meeting people who have similar values. And when I say similar values, I I think a lot of people have not yet set and determined what those values are. And it goes back to what I mentioned earlier. First for me is family, no matter what. So when it comes to a decision, if it, if it means my family is second, I won't do it. Family comes first. So my family would probably be coming with me to these events and these retreats. Second is my health, right? And some people put health first. I put health second. And I I think they are interchangeable in a way, but it does change the results that you get because you make different decisions. But health is number two and three is business. So when I meet other people who prioritize their family, who prioritize their health and prioritize their business in that order, it makes a big difference. I believe Simon's one of those people. 
I love meeting people with aligned values like that. But if I had to meet one person who's already in this game, who's already doing these things, who's been like the, the godfather of personal development, but some call him the father of personal development, I'd say I'd love to meet Tony Robbins, man. I'd love to meet him because he's just, he's just, he completely helped me to transform my life. Just his, I never met him. And it just goes to show the power of, even if you've never met somebody, you can make a gigantic difference in the lives of other people just through sharing your story, just through sharing your hardships. When I think about Tony Robbins, I think about the things that he's overcome, not everything he's accomplished. And just by consuming his content, by reading his books, it made me think in a different way. I borrowed his ideas is something you could say. And I used them and I actually executed on them. It's one thing to learn and do nothing. It's another thing to learn and actually take action on what you learn. So I would love to meet people like him, people who are already in this space. I think it's important that you surround yourself with people who've already achieved what you've achieved. While it's difficult, it's possible, especially in today's world. But I also love to meet with people like Simon, people who are people who have a mission and they're taking steps each day towards their mission. There's really only one person, one type of person I don't like to spend time around Two, really. One is the person who talks about other people behind their back. That used to be me. And I don't like spending time around those types of people. The second type of person is the person who knows what they want and they're going after it. Even if they're not making massive leaps, they have an idea that they have a vision and they're making steps towards it. Those are the types of people that I like to meet. And those are the types of people that I like to spend time around. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love that. I love that. That's awesome, man. So people who have your similar values and then also Tony Robbins and people like Tony Robbins who have been in the self-development space. For sure. For sure. Because then you can collaborate, you can share ideas, you can help each other. I think it's super important to have community like that. Oh, yeah. Community is so important. And, you know, growing up, I didn't have great community. And now it's like, obviously, with the podcast, it's something I'm trying to build community it will just make or break you. Like it's so hard to do things alone. It's so hard. When did you start building that community around you? When did you like recognize that? And when did you start creating that? So when I left high school coaching, coaching and asking me questions on my own podcast, <laughs> I'm just curious, man, because that's, yeah. that's pretty, no, that's pretty extraordinary in itself. You're good. Uh, when I left high school, I had just realized I'd been doing a lot of stuff alone. And when I got to college, I, was a young life leader and had a great community there. It had a lot of the core, like foundational concepts of love that I'd been seeking my whole life. But all the like kind of big dream self-improvement wasn't there. And so now just leaving college, like six, just six ish months ago, I'm trying to really build that community where it's like rooted in love, but also like growth is a big foundation. And it's like growth towards dreams, growth towards goals and not just like monetary goals. Like monetary is a big thing for me because I grew up not having the most money, but it's also like just growth in relationships, fitness, like knowing oneself, like growth in all areas of life. And so that's kind of the community I'm trying to build rooted in love, but also growth, which, you know, it's great to build that community, but there are also some snags that come up. Like loving people is not the easiest thing in the world. And so you get to the point where once you start to get real authentic, you have to make a choice to love somebody because they might frustrate you, but you still have to choose to love them, even though you don't like them at the moment. And so some of that stuff will come up, but well said, man. Well, that's deep. It's so true though. (laughs) So true. Yeah, no, really true. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to do now and why I think community is so important because your community can be the people that talk behind your back and then they drag you down or they could be the people that like do like call outs that are needed and call you to higher um higher things in life so yeah you know jim Rohn had a quote and he's one of the people that i followed at the beginning of my journey and i'm guarantee you've heard the quote many times but you are the average of the three to five people you spend the most time around yep. and when i heard that quote i looked around and i realized i was the average of those people in income in my relationships, with how I felt about myself physically. And I realized, damn, I got to get different people around me, right? I don't just eliminate them from my life. I'm not just going to be cold like that, but maybe spend less time around this community while finding a community that does have those shared values, like love and like growth. I mean, that's why Be Better Industries is named Be Better Industries. It's all about one word, which is growth, just becoming 1% better every single day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And obviously it changed your life and it has 
repeatedly changed changed people's lives throughout history. Like it's yeah. not like it's a one-off thing. So I love it. And thank you for mentioning it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, awesome, man. If there was one or two things that everyday people could do to help you accomplish your dream of getting those intimate masterminds off the ground and getting those big events off the ground, what would they do to help you out? Investing in themselves. And, and that's the main thing. Investing in themselves. Asking themselves, what's the one area of life right now that's holding me back in every other area of life? So for me, and it's different for everyone, but for me, I was 260 pounds. I was 60 pounds heavier than I am now. And it was my physical body. I was unhappy with myself when I looked in the mirror. I uh, didn't even want to go out in public. I didn't want people to see me because, you know, I still live in the town that I graduated from and I didn't want people to see who I'd become. And going to the gym and focusing on my fitness was the one area of life that propelled me in every other area and allowed me to help. It allowed me to get myself out of debt over the next eight months after deciding that I wanted to do that. I was able to eliminate my debts in six months. I was able to lose 60 pounds. And I say investing in themselves because it goes along with that growth idea. If there's more people who want to grow, if there's more people who want to be better, then this industry will grow. Ideals will grow the movement of serving other people and making a difference will grow. Just imagine if everybody in the world was committed to becoming 1% better every single day in a specific craft or a specific area of their life. Imagine the movement we would see as a human race if we were all committed to becoming 1% better. So it's not one thing that they can do to directly help me. It's more so work to help yourself because in the efforts of helping yourself, you'll be helping other people at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I particularly love asking this question because more often than not, people give that answer of you really, really? got to help yourself go into yourself and then it'll just make everything better for all of us, which is a mindset that, you know, you just don't get like growing up. It's kind of like more selfish and more like, I'm just going to do yeah. people help me, but no, it all we're not really taught that, you know, our education system doesn't really teach us that it teaches us knowledge. It teaches us information, but it doesn't teach us personal development. It doesn't teach us personal growth. And I, I know that everyone listening to this, especially, but most people want to do good for other people. Most people want to make a difference, but it's not all about being external. It's not all about just doing things for other people. It's about working on you because we're all leaders. We're leaders at home. We're leaders in our community. We're leaders in our job. By working on yourself, you are indirectly helping other people and you're indirectly leading other people because you're leading by example. People are watching you no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing. Other people are watching you. You are a role model to at least one other person out there. And by you focusing on you, by you working on you and growing, you are helping that other person to grow at the same time. So that's that's so true what you just said, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love it. Well, awesome. Now we're going to rewind a bit before we jump into the thriving three. Tell us a bit more about your um, kind of journey from being sales to sales coach to now you are a performance coach kind of on your own. Tell us how your mentor helped you through some of the bumps in the road or just how you dealt with some of that adversity and that transition. Yeah, he helped me most by saying no to me. And he helped me most when I went to him and he was my direct leader at the time. His name is Keith. He'd also be someone who'd be incredible for your show, which we can talk about afterwards. But he, I, I said to him, Keith, I'm doing very well. I'm making a lot of money here. I want to move up into leadership. I want to train salespeople. And he's like, he said verbatim, there's no way in hell you're going to be a leader on this team anytime soon. And if you can imagine that hit me pretty hard. I was like, whoa, like I did not expect that answer. And immediately my ego started to bubble up immediately. I was like, what, what do you mean? Why not? And he says, Brandon, how can you expect to lead other people? If you can't even lead yourself, if you can't even be a leader for yourself, how can you expect to help other people to make more money? People aren't going to listen to you. People aren't going to respect you. And it hurt. And I went home that night and he texted me afterwards and he's like, I'm always available if you want to talk about how you can turn this around. He says, everything is salvageable. And I said, okay. So I asked him, what do I need to do? And he gave me a book and that book is titled The Secret. Have you heard The Secret or heard of The Secret? I have not. 
Oh man. Have you heard of Rhonda Byrne, the author? I have. have Okay. So Rhonda Byrne's the author of The Secret. The whole premise of The Secret, you've probably heard of the law of attraction. The law of attraction is your thoughts become things. So if you are, if you're putting out positive vibes into the world, like you are with this show, you bring back positive vibes into your life. However, if you think of scarcity, if you think of yourself, if you think of how you don't have enough, you bring more of that reality into your life. Life is a reflection of the vibrations that you're giving off. So I read this book and there was a lot of cheesy parts of the book. And I still think a lot of it's cheesy because it's really an introduction to the idea of you get what you give. And I started to apply the principles and really the number one principle and the number one thing that really helped me to change my life is the idea of if you want to make positive progress in your life, one of your number one goals should be to feel good more often than not. Because at the time I was anxious, I was depressed. Like I said, I didn't even want to leave my house at one point because I don't want people to see who I'd become. And because I was anxious and depressed, it was a perpetuating cycle of more depressing thoughts, more anxious thoughts. It just was a cycle over and over. And this is why it's tough to break that cycle. But once you start making progress towards breaking it, within six months, you can see yourself in a completely different place. So I read the book. I started practicing the ideas. And within six months, I made that progress with my physical body. Within eight months, I made that progress financially. And finally, I went up to Keith again and I said, look at the progress I've made. During this time, he was bringing me to the gym with him three days a week. He was in essence like a personal trainer for me at the same time and a leadership coach. And it gave me someone new to add to my community. It gave me someone new to spend time around. I became more like him and uh, I took the great qualities from him and I started to train people and he gave me my first trainee. And I realized how much I loved helping other people. And it wasn't even helping them make more money that I enjoyed the most. It was helping them make more money, but then taking that money and transforming their life in ways that they couldn't before. And then it went from training one person to 10 people and then to 20 people. And now it got to a point where I was driving three hours once a month to teach a week-long course to 20 to 50 salespeople at a time to help them to transform their lives, to help them to earn more money, to learn the sales process we taught. And I asked myself, wow, I really enjoy this. I really found what I enjoy doing. I found what I enjoyed most was training that one week long class. So I asked myself, how can I do this more? And then they promoted me to the the market trainer for the state of New York. So now all I was doing was giving presentations and training people and now working with leadership. And then I asked myself, okay, I can only grow so much here. How can I take this and do this outside of the company? And that's when I really started to dive into this world of personal branding and creating an online information business and creating my YouTube channel. And I started to create videos, which in the act of doing that helped me to improve my skills at the same time. So I remember during the pandemic, we didn't have an in-person training for like nine months. So nine months later, when we finally did have an in-person training, I had made like 50 videos at this point. I remember my boss at that point, my, the top leader came up to me and he's like, Brandon, like we haven't had a training in nine months, but you're, you're like 10 times better than you were nine months ago. He's like, what do you think that's from? And I said, well, it's probably for me making all these YouTube videos on the side. And it wasn't something I was doing to make money. Yes. Now I have programs and courses that do earn me income, which is incredible to help people and get paid for it at the same time. But at the beginning, it was just for the act of doing it. It was just to put it out there. It was just to see what the response would be. And it just slowly grew over time, man, to the point where I had to really, really step back. Like I still work with that company to this day. So you said, you know, W2 at the beginning, I'm with you, man. It's the same thing. I'm working on my business, but also working with this company, but it's becoming less the company, more my business, more my business, less the company. Every single month it's becoming more business, more business to the point where it's going to be all business. I think a lot of people and new entrepreneurs who might be listening might get a lot out of this right here, but a lot of people think, if I want to start my business and be a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, it's really glorified. You see the Instagram posts of people with cars. You have to understand that not all that is real. Most of it's not. What's real is taking small steps, not just leaving your job and immediately jumping into something and struggling. And you might make it, you might figure it out, but the reality is it's going to be a lot more stressful than it has to be. To answer your question, they asked me, it was just small steps through time 
that have led me to where I am. It's all about what I teach, what I talk about. I became 1% better every single day to the point where now I look back and I'm in a completely different spot than where I was just four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. And I love how it all started with feeling good about yourself. So important. I love that. So important. Feeling good to the mentorship, to the 1% better. Brandon, thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Yeah, man. Thanks for asking me so I can have the opportunity to share it. Yeah, man. Um, Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And this is where I just asked you about you and how you thrive in your daily life. So what is your favorite book, movie, or Mm. podcast? Pick one. Oh, God. So I can only pick one out of all those three things. One out of all three. My favorite podcast is it's it's controversial, but I freaking love it. And I love the host. And I think you would actually like him a lot, too. His name is Andy Frisella, and he's from the Real AF podcast. And it, it literally is titled Real AF. Obviously, you can tell what that stands for. Yeah. It's because he's real. Like he's a real business owner, real entrepreneur. He's the creator of First Form, which is a workout supplement company that is just giant. He didn't make more than $10,000 in his first 10 years of business. But after that, because he worked on becoming 1% better, it became the business that it now is. He talks about entrepreneur tips, business tips. And right now he's talking a lot about the social climate. Right now he's talking a lot about what's going on in the world, where it's going, because he's like, I can't come on here and talk about business if the world keeps going in the direction it goes we need to talk about what's real. We need to talk about what we can do as an individual to make the world a better place. And then we could talk about business, but it's a raw. So warning to everybody, it's a very raw, but it's a very real podcast from a very real individual who's out there doing things in the world and doing things in business. So real AF by Andy Frisella is my answer to that. Love it. I think I've listened to one episode. Um, just because I, I recognize the real AF podcast, but I don't quite recognize his name. So I'm gonna have to go check it out for sure. I'm going to send you an episode that I think you'll like. Awesome. It'll be a good introductory episode. Sounds good. Sounds good. What's one way you like to care for yourself? You know, I think that this is such an important question because a lot of people, and this used to be me, a lot of people will wake up in the morning. The first thing they'll do is they'll grab their phone and they'll look at their phone. And remember what I said earlier, what the, one of the first things that I, I did to transform my way of thinking and, and my life in general was working on feeling good more often than not. And I had to ask myself, what are the things I'm doing each day that cause me not to feel good? And one of those things was waking up first thing in the morning and looking at this, looking at the cell phone. And I had made a commitment and I actually got this from one of the books I read. I forgot which book it was, but I made a commitment to not look at my phone for the first 30 minutes of each day. And I think this was actually from the 5 a.m. club book by Robin Sharma. And I started to do that. And I started not to look at my phone for the first 30 minutes, because when you look at your phone, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're probably going to go to social media. You're probably going to scroll through. And when, once you start, it, it has you hooked, right? If you've seen the, the social dilemma, If you've seen The Social Dilemma, it's a documentary on social media. Go check it out if you haven't seen it. Facebook, Instagram, they know how to get you hooked. They know how to keep you scrolling. And it's stealing your joy. It's taking your focus away from what you could be doing. And it's immediately dictating what you're thinking about as soon as you wake up. In the most impressionable time of your day is the time when you most wake up. They say the time you wake up in the morning for like the first 30 minutes to an hour, your subconscious is at its most active state. So what I like to do and to answer the question in short now is I don't look at my phone for the first 30 minutes and the first hour, at least the first hour of each day, I don't give it to my job. I don't give it to social media. I give it to myself and I work on myself for the first hour. I'll read and I'll practice my gratitude ritual, which is something else that's completely helped me so much in my life. I've been doing it for like the last four years now. But I give myself that first hour and you can do that. You don't have to read. You don't have to do anything like that. You can listen to a podcast, like an actual growth focused podcast. You can go outside, take a walk, get yourself active. First thing, go to the gym. First thing you can meditate. You can do yoga. Like yoga is not my thing, but it is for a lot of people. So find out what your thing is 
and give yourself that first hour of each day and just notice the difference in how it makes you feel. That is a non-negotiable for me is that first hour of each day. Love it. Love it. Tell us a little bit about your gratitude practice. Yeah. I read this book called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne, the same author who wrote The Secret. And she talked about the power of gratitude. And when it comes to gratitude, you know, people think of gratitude and they're like, oh, well, I am grateful. That's awesome that you think that, number one. But gratitude isn't something that you are. Gratitude is something that you actively practice every single day. And the thing about gratitude is it's impossible to feel grateful and angry at the same time. It's impossible to be grateful and sad at the same time. You can only practice one emotion at once. So just think about the difference it will make in your day. If you start each day with the emotion and feeling of gratitude, we talked about the law of attraction. We talked about how like attracts like. If you practice gratitude, it's one of the highest vibration emotions on the entire emotional spectrum. If you practice gratitude, you're going to bring more of that into your life. And if it's intentional, If you start finding things that you can be grateful for, then you're going to notice more things in your everyday world and environment that you've been missing each and every day. Our brain cuts out and eliminates 99% of everything that we see each day because it's only focused on what is important immediately to us at that moment. It's our survival instinct. So when you start practicing gratitude, when you start taking a journal each morning, or even just sitting down in silence with a cup of coffee, closing your eyes and truly just asking yourself, what are the three things that I'm most grateful for today? And think about it, visualize it. Notice how that makes you feel. Notice the energy in your body as you think about it. Personally, I have a journal, a gratitude journal, where I write down at least three things I'm grateful for. And I write them down in this way. I am so happy and grateful for my arms and legs because they allow me to write in this journal. They allow me to walk. They allow me to run. They allow me to stay active. I'm so grateful for my eyes that allow me to see. I'm so grateful for the sun that allows us to exist in the first place. I'm so grateful that I can read. I'm so grateful that I can write. I'm so grateful that I have food that's available to me through an app on my phone, right? It's not like that everywhere in the world. So just noticing and and being aware of the things that you have that others don't. It's really what Gary Vee talks about, perspective. It's practicing one of the highest vibrational emotions because it will bring more of that to you. So it's one thing that I will not ever get out of my routine because without it, if I have a day where I go without that practice, I feel differently that day. It primes me for my entire day. So I challenge anybody listening to write down today, even after you watch this episode, write down three things that you're grateful for and truly reflect on it and notice how you feel after five minutes of doing that. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Gratitude is something that's so important. It's basically in every self-improvement book. Like yeah. every single one they mention it. So For a reason. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that you've been doing that for four years. And it's something that I've continually tried to be consistent. Like I wrote down three things today, actually. Before oh, really? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Um, it's something I haven't been the most consistent with, but it's something I'm continually trying to like implement in my life just because you know, Gary Vee, you mentioned him. He always talks about that perspective. And he's like, when I'm feeling really crappy and my day just sucks, he uses some choice words, but that's the <laughs> gist of his message. He goes, I just imagine my whole family died. Yeah. And then I imagine the pain that would have happened and I would have experienced if that had been the case. And then I'm grateful for the fact that they're alive and that the only thing that happened was that I lost the client. And so- yes. And that's one interesting way to do it for sure. Like that's, I've heard him say that and it's like, wow, that's like, that's so deep. And some people would even say that's dark, but that's (laughs) the way that he has to do it to feel the way he wants. Like next time you're going throughout your day, guys, and, and you're feeling disempowered or you're feeling down or you're feeling angry, just now that you listen to this, you will, you will make the choice to say, you know what, what can I be grateful for right now? Even with all these things happening to me, what can I be grateful for? And as soon as you start to think of things that you can be grateful for, even think about that situation that has you feeling that disempowered way and think about what can you be grateful for in this situation? What's the lesson it's teaching you? Try incorporating that and just notice how you feel one minute after you start being grateful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, what is one action step that you can take right now to really get to the point where you are regularly doing those large events 
and also those small intimate events? You know, with me, I talk a lot about goals. And sometimes I feel that I'm too often thinking about the quote unquote long-term that I don't often sit down and write out my next five moves. And Patrick Bet David, who is from the Valuetainment YouTube channel, who's incredible. He, he operates an entire insurance company too, but his channel is amazing. He wrote a book called Your Next Five Moves. And really he wanted to call it your next 20 moves, but he stuck to five because it's a little bit more digestible. But I often don't sit down to do my short-term goals and write down what I'm going to do next. I'm always thinking too far into the future. And I notice that when I do sit down to write down what's next for me, it makes a dramatic difference in what I'm able to accomplish and the speed at which I'm able to accomplish things. But at the same time, one of the things I've realized recently is everyone listening, just think about where you are now and think about where you were five years ago. Most people listening, you look back at the five year ago version of you and have you made progress, right? Are you in a better place? Most of you would look back at the five year old ago you and you say, wow, like I'm a completely different person than who I was back then. The thing is, you're going to make progress no matter what. You're going to quote unquote change no matter what. Sometimes I get too urgent and I have this sense of urgency and I'm just go, go, go that I forget to really just slow down and be in this moment right now. So I think it's a combination of a lack of patience at times that actually holds me back, but it's also a lack of planning out my short-term goals. I'm, I'm better at helping other people at times reach their own goals than me reach my own, as weird as that sounds. I definitely reach my own goals, but it's funny how you can help other people sometimes even better than you can help yourself. I don't know if you relate to that at all, but I found that. That is literally the story of my life. (laughs) I am so quick to ask them about their dreams and goals, really motivate them on their dreams and goals and really talk about, no, like you can do this. Like you can literally do this right now. You can change your life. And then like, meanwhile, I'm like, in a W2 that I don't really enjoy that much as opposed to like really putting the time in towards my podcast. That's one of the things I realized too, of like my ability to help other people. It's kind of like you got to put the mask on yourself when you are in the airplane. Like as much as I want to help other people and just go, 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 go. It's like, I need to make sure I'm feeling good. So I'm giving off those like correct vibrations, like you were saying, but also just so I am maximizing my genius zone as yeah. much as possible, as opposed to like spending time cold calling at a W2, you know? It's not yeah. My- and you know, even with that, what I found, cause you know, I'm still working with the company that I talked about as well. I found that you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as you're still here at this job. You have to do this while you grow the business. But at the same time, you could ask yourself, okay, what is my unique ability? What is strong about me? Like we talked about at the beginning, ask a friend if you don't know. And how can I use this unique ability in my W-2? How can I live my purpose at my W-2 while I'm there? Because I believe that for those listening who are operating a business and you still have a day job, I believe you still have that day job for a reason. I believe that there, if you're still there, there's something that that day job is still teaching you or wants to teach you that will help you to propel your business to greater levels than if you were to leave that job right now and focus on your business full time right now. So asking yourself, what is the lesson and what are the teachings that I'm learning at this day job that I'm meant to learn and realize before I'm ready to go full time with my business? So even asking yourself, what's great about my day job? What am I able to do here that is helping me grow and to live my purpose while I'm here so that when I'm not here, I can take those learnings and go full-time with what I truly love and want to do, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. That's that gratitude going to work right there. (laughs) And dude, making calls, I don't know what your day job is, but you just said like going to my day job to make calls. You are well-spoken. You're very well-spoken. You got a great voice. You've got great intonation. The way that you talk, you're great to listen to, easy to listen to. I guarantee you, man, do you make over like, a, do you make over a hundred to 500 phone calls a week? 
Oh yeah, it's like it was 180 a day, now it's 120 a day. Dude, I guarantee you, you wouldn't sound anything like you do right now if you didn't have that job making those phone calls. I know that that is crafting you and your presence and your voice into who you are right now that allows you to have these incredible conversations. So without that, you might not be doing this, or you might be doing this at an even lesser or at a lesser level than you're at right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I appreciate that. Appreciate you pointing that out. Of course. Yeah, man. Well, awesome. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Going back to what we've already said, man, just focus on being 1% better every single day. It's having the vision. It's having those short-term goals, but it's really just not, not beating yourself up if you're not making the insane progress that you want to see on a daily basis. It's all about becoming 1% better. I had a mathematician friend actually do the math on this. A lot of people think 1% better is 365% better in a year. It's not the case. If you take 1% and you put it to the power of 365, it equals 37% better after one year. So if you can go from where you are now to being 37% better in one year, just imagine where you'll be in two years, three years, four years, five years, it's exponential growth. So focus on and ask yourself the question, what can I do today personally or in my business that will help me to be 1% better? And just keep doing that every single day and just notice how your life begins to change around you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. I love it. I love it. Well, awesome. Brandon, thank you so much for being on the show. If you guys are listening to this and you loved what Brandon had to say and you want to go to his events, one, contact him, give him the little <laughs> push in the butt that he needs. But also, Brandon, what's the best way to reach out to you? And The best way to reach out to me is through LinkedIn. That's where you can personally engage with me. Just go on LinkedIn, type in my name, Brandon Eastman. Or if you just want to you know, take a look at what I've created on my YouTube channel so that you can go through and, and uh, work on yourself in whatever area of life that is. I've got over 200 video trainings on my YouTube channel. Just search Brandon Eastman on YouTube and you can find me there as well. Got, gotcha. And all of those links is Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, better, bebetterindustries.com and the YouTube channel will be in the show notes. So you guys can peruse through all that. Brandon, thank you for being on the show. Guys, thank you for listening. As we always ask, send this podcast to one or two people you know that need it, that are looking for those types of events, looking for this type of message. Send this to them. Make sure they get connected to Brandon and his content. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes, and we're out. Sweet. Thanks for the opportunity, Tim. Yes, sir. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.